Across the Park podcast is proud to be sponsored by Globe Gas and Heating. For the best kitchen and bathroom renovations, boiler servicing and repair, and central and underfloor heating in the Northwest, head over to globecentralheating.com and quote Across the Park for a free quote. Hello everybody, welcome to Across the Park Podcast, a big match preview with a, with a returning friend. He was on the show to preview the big FA Cup third round in January. He's back again very kindly with his time. Tony O'Neill from Webby O'Neill. Tony, how are you my man? How are you doing? I'm, I'm fine, looking forward to uh, tomorrow. Uh, like you say, big game, always is. Everton so, United has always been a big game for me growing yeah. up. Has it been like that for you? Always been a big one. Yeah, Everton. Uh, you know, the, when I started watching United, you know, Everton like were a big side, got yeah. through, won the league, all that. You know, they've got their history and everything. Uh, but as late things uh, haven't worked out, you know what I mean. But yeah. always a big game, no matter the position of both teams. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday. I think it'll be a good game, but we'll get into that. Uh, last yeah. time we had you on was January. We spoke yeah. about some some Everton and United things for the season. Since then, just to concentrate on United for now, been some results there, beating Barcelona, beating City, and then you've got some results where teams around you have, have took points off you. So from the outside, when I look at United, I look at a really good team, not quite ready to do what you were saying in January, which is what United are all about, winning leagues, winning European Cups. I think from the outside, not quite there, maybe a year or so away. Is that fair? Is that something you'd agree with or you'd like to maybe challenge? No, no, listen, uh, any United fan worth his salt understands what's going on. Listen, mm. Ten Hag came into this football club and we was in total disarray. Uh, we're selling the club, the carnage just surrounding all that just is a daily thing. Then you look back at Ronaldo and everything, the carnage surrounding that. Then you look at Rashford, who was dropped uh, for not turning up for a meeting, Ten Hag is yeah. trying to put discipline in and everything. This club has got a long, long way to go. And you mentioned results. Listen, we beat Leicester at home. We should have been getting beat 2 0. We beat mm. uh, Fulham in the FA Cup. Uh, we should have been getting beat. We know that the consistency of this team isn't there because the quality for what Manchester United and its fans expect is not there. And if you look at the league, uh, you've got your Liverpool, you've got your Chelsea, not competing for that top four as we yeah, see yeah. it. So it's it's the same at the bottom. Uh, it's give United a chance to get a top four spot uh, when really we're going through a period of change and it's going to take maybe two, maybe three years for us to get back where this club, as I see it, belongs. Uh, and many other Manchester United fans... Everyone expects United to be up there challenging for everything. But we know it. Well, I know exactly where we are as a club. Uh, and at the moment, it seems as though it's game by game, the expectations. I mean, we've had some terrible results at Liverpool, uh, at Newcastle. But these games there, we've pulled it out of the bag. Uh, but struggled, really struggled. Yeah. Uh, uh, and when you get... Injuries to players like Ericsson, who's been superb this year for United. Mm. And then when you get uh, suspensions like Casemiro, they mm. do affect the rhythm. These are two class players, what uh, Ten Hag brought in, uh, and they've been superb for United. So there has been a drop-off of quality, uh, and it, it, it's affected everyone. You mentioned there um, 
the potential and a bit of the chaos over the takeover. Um, again, from the outside, I, I just see what the mainstream media report. You're right in it. You see a lot more, hear a lot more. What, what's going on with that? Uh, well, it, it's just the Glazers being the Glazers. Uh, they want their money. And I've, I've mm. said uh, on our channel uh, consistently, the Glazers want $6 billion. So I don't understand the messing about from anyone what wants to bid. But what Manchester United need, they need someone to bid by the club as a whole. Uh, no uh, outside investors or anything like that. Someone to come in, take the club, get rid of the debt, invest uh, and have the money there. Manchester United, once it's been bought uh, as a whole, uh, and that's the way it should be, has uh, mm. enough money coming in each year to be sustainable. So, yeah, the initial uh, price... Uh, to buy Manchester United is a high price, but United are sustainable. They are the biggest club in the world, as I see it, and many other people out there see it. We're a global entity, and the money are. will come rolling in. That 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 it can sustain itself with big prices because that's the way it's going now. If you want to send it forward, especially, yeah, is is it fair to say there's an there's an excitement at the moment about what may happen with this with the Glazers going? It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? No, I wouldn't say an excitement. Uh, people are getting uh, mighty peeved about it now because it just seems okay. to be dragging on and on and on. Uh, and But as a Manchester United fan, you understand that these Glazers will drag everything out and it's just for them. They're not interested uh, in anything else, uh, what the fans think, what it affects the club. Because at the end of the day, if you look at the summer, it's Ten Hag, he's got to spend. He didn't spend in the uh, January because he had yeah. no money. Well, where's the plan? Is the money put aside and all that? So these big mm. ones here at Manchester United, this sale needs to be done, it needs to be done now. But we've been saying that since the Glazers uh, came in, to be honest with you. It's just carnage at the moment. And when you mm. look at it, you've got uh, other people coming in saying, oh, we want to bid this and try and get uh, fans on board and all that. No, 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 forget the fans. This club needs to be took over by somebody who's ready to get rid of the debt and inject the funds for what's needed there and then, and then sit back and put the right men in place. And we've got the right manager. He just needs yeah. backing uh, and we need a plan. Uh, and to me, I fear that if it doesn't get sold, uh, the plan in the summer will just go right out the window. So that's the problem here. We just need it sold to someone. Yeah, it, it, it's a really good way of putting it because from the outside, again, we just look at... I'm an Evertonian, so I'm looking yeah. at United possibly being sold by the Glazers, and I think that would be euphoric. And then you're looking at <clears throat> the other side, the worries if it doesn't happen, the implications. So that's why it's great to get the fans on and talk. So it's not just Sky Sports News feeding people information. Fan media is... Um, one thing you did say, Tony, when you were on in January, um, and it actually stuck with me, I was thinking about it when you agreed to come back on, is um, you were talking about... I think I, I think I mentioned would, would top four be a, be a good season, and and you said, look, we're it's we're, United are massive. That'll never be a good season, but it'll be a requirement of just where we are. It'll be sort of where we are and what we need, but it's not success. I'm looking at your cup runs. So you've got Brighton coming up in the FA Cup semi final. You've got yeah. Sevilla in the Europa League, and, and probably odds on to go far in both. Would putting trophies on the boards, one of those trophies be more important than top four of the season, do you think? Because you are Manchester United and the trophy cabinet requires such. I, th I think as we get nearer uh, to the, the top end of the season now, where it, where it's important, the results from each game is more important. I think getting a top four result for the stature of Manchester United, now we're there, we've got to be in it. Uh, but to mm. me, it's not classed as success. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, when since the Glazers have been here, they class getting in the top four as success because mm. of money. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of the day, I'm old school. I look back at it, and the, at the end of the day, top four is about getting in the Champions League. Well, listen, the winners only should be in the Champions League. That's how I see it. But getting a trophy, we've already got one in the cabinet now. We're going for mm. Seville, uh, get that Europa League. We've got a chance of winning it, and we've also got a great chance of winning the FA Cup. That's yeah. success. You give Everton the FA Cup, if they'd have got it this year, that's top success. Well, why is um, it yeah. any different for Man United? Being top four, right, is for other things. It's for money, bit of mm. prestige and all that, and the media and everything. But as a true football fan, getting top four is not a trophy. It's not an achievement. Uh, and when you look at the top four, I did touch on it before, right, mm. going for the top four is a lot easier this year when other teams have dropped out uh, what normally compete year in, year out for that top four. So it's not a great achievement. It's not success. It's there for the money and it's there for the media. But as a true football fan, no one should see top four as, a, as an achievement. Uh, no, no way at all. Because when you're that many points off, the, the, those who are at the top of the league, then how can you class that as a success? Yeah. Yeah, um, I agree completely. I, I imagine there are there are some clubs out there who would, and I, I don't think Manchester. Oh United yeah, without shadow of a doubt. Yeah, I don't think you're one. So it's it, again, I completely agree with what you're saying. I've given my opinion from from the outsides. Um, I'll ask you. I'll, I'll invite you to give me yours when you look when you look over at us at Everton, and then uh, look we we're as unhappy with with our ownership as as maybe you are now. It, it's been a long time coming, but it's sort of reached boiling point at our board. Have been advised by Merseyside police not to attend football games at Goodison yeah, yeah. Park, such as the threat of, of what they think will happen. What they think will happen, I don't know. I never think it will get that far. No, it's, it's a bit chaos at the moment. When, when you look down the M62, what's going on at Goodison? What, what do you think? Well, you, you just mentioned that the Glazers were the same. They, they, yeah. uh, they very rarely have ever turned up at Old Trafford. So your owners are there, but I don't look at it the same way uh, as Evertonians do. I mm. look at your owner. Right, and he's been had over, right, because he's got the money by people around him. They've sucked the life out of him and sucked the money out of him. Bad advice all round. He yeah. had the money, he's not got the football expertise, and he's to me, he's just been had off from people around. If you look at the pe uh, the managers you've appointed, to me, they've been very poor managers. Okay, uh, the investments what have been made on players, the recruitment and everything has been absolutely shocking, in my opinion. As no, it has. It's been shocking because mm. these people have just turned up and been given big money to turn up at Everton, and you mm. see it in many other places. But I also look, I also look at the recent appointment of what you did with Frank Lampard, and I am astounded. At Evertonians, the way I've been reading him for the last 12 months or so, how they backed him, how they're saying it's not Frank's fault, this, that and the other. Frank Lampard, I was saying 12 months ago, should have been sacked. As mm. soon as you escaped relegation this season before, he mm. should have been out of that door. He was mm. an absolute joke. He inspired nobody at Everton from, the, from my eyes the way mm. I seen it. To me, he was a bluffer. He got in there. There was no commitment from him. He was talking, to me, as always, talking broken biscuits. He didn't know what to do with the club. He thought he could go in there the way it was spoken, as though he could control the club, work behind Frank. Frank's in charge. Frank was never in charge of Everton Football Club. 
okay? And to me, he's a bluffer. He's just gone back into Chelsea as a part-time manager. That's the elite manager you thought you were signing, okay? Mm -hmm. Frank Lampard is not an elite manager. And for Everton, he should have been sacked soon as you escape relegation. And that was a poor, poor decision. But all the decisions around that owner you've got have been poor, poor decisions. And it's not fair to blame that owner because he is, from, from my point of view as a Manchester United fan, you have been given the money to resurrect that club, that team, right? And it's the it's the recruitment and the people within inside the club what have failed. It's not your owner. Hmm. It's just like... I could turn round, and many United fans do turn round. The Glazers have given money. Yes, they've took a lot yeah. of money out, but they've given the money. This <clears throat> this owner of yours, he has given the money. And like I say, it's the people around him who have been there for year after year after year who have just sucked the money out of that club, to be honest with mm. you. Now you've got a manager. You've got a great manager, in my opinion. A manager mm. who can get this team playing, what a style of play, a work ethic, the problem what Sean Dyche has got, and I said it on my own channel uh, yesterday, mm. uh, he hasn't got strikers, and I believe yeah. that you will go down because of that lack of strikers. Yes, you've got the commitment, but you will also be affected by Decore being out. Big and loss, yeah. Also, yeah, that is a massive loss for you. Uh, you'll also get affected by injuries, suspensions, just like mm. Manchester United have had. That's your big worry now, because you, I say this, I look at Everton now, dogs of war. Every game yeah. has got to be a battle, commitment and all that. Well, when you've got the commitment and it's like a dogs of war game, right, you will get over-commitment because you're desperate not to get beat. Uh, coming to Old Trafford, absolutely fantastic for you if you get a point. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't see you getting a point because you've no attack and United will have the space to cut you open. That's how I see it. I, I do believe we'll beat you 3-0. I do believe mm. the pressure will get to you. Now, as an Everton, Evertonian, you're going to spit in my face on that one. But, hey, that's oh, hey, No, I'm, I'm, not, that, I'm not, I'm not that, disrespectful. That, <laughs> well, that, that, no, that's what we do. You know what I mean? So, so, But the thing is, that's how I see the game, see the club, I see the owner and all that from my eyes as a Manchester United fan and someone who's not down there with you. But Frank Lampard was your biggest mistake. Yeah, look, look. I, th I think a lot of what you said there is is, is rings true with me. Not 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 everything. I, I don't agree. No. on will go down. But what I do agree with is, and I think if you look at the protest, you you might have seen this, but one of the banners that is always uh, these protests march towards uh, the director's entrance every home game, and one of the banners says, "Mishiri, <clears throat> excuse me. If you want success, then change this mess." It, it is very much like the anger isn't really towards him. Yeah, it, it, it's asking them to change the people around them because they have no experience in successful football clubs. They don't know how to to run a football club successfully. And what's happened is they've appointed the wrong managers, the wrong director of footballs. Yes, they've spent someone else's money, and we've got worse. So you, you, a lot of what you said there is true. Yeah, see, see that that banner there. It is true. But how does Mashiri bring in the right people when? when he doesn't know what the football club actually needs, the right people, who's going to advise him to bring the right people in? The people inside that football club, and like I've said to you, 
have just been rinsing it and rinsing it and rinsing yeah. it. They're only looking after their own pocket. Uh, you get that in business. You get that in football. That's the way of the world. He's been, in my opinion, he's been had right over since day one. Uh, he's been there with the backing. He's taking you out of Goodison Park into a new stadium. It's yeah. all there. Everything he thought was the right thing to do, he's done. And everyone around him has just pulled his pants down big time. Yeah, again, a lot of it does ring true. Looking towards the big game tomorrow, Tony. Yeah. Um, I, on, on our channel this week, I, I was saying, I, I think United, now this might sound strange and you might laugh, I think you have too many big games to not at some point have to make changes. And I'm wondering if Everton will be the game where you say, we might have to make a couple of changes here because we've got two-legged quarter-final. We've got a number of league games where we need to keep our heads above water in the, in the top four. And we've got the FA Cup semi-final and probably an FA Cup final. Um, do you see United making any changes tomorrow? Or does any of that, what I say, maybe ring true? Right, right. What, what what it is, you won't see what Eric Ten Hag says week in, week out on his press conference, yeah. conferences and everything like that. He wants to win every game. It's very rare that he changes his side. He plays his best team as he sees it. The big changes, we was calling for the early doors, hoping to bring in a few youth players in, in uh, League mm. Cup games, FA Cup games, things like that. He does not do that. He plays his strongest side. He won't rest people just to give them a break because he wants them in a bigger game the following week. He doesn't right. do it. He's, he's never done it. He wants to win every game. Every player has to fight uh, for the place. And once you lose your place here at Manchester United, he's telling you, you've got to work really, really hard to get that place back. So the best players on the pitch every time with Ten Hag. So uh, there'd be no weakening of the side tomorrow. No, how would you see it going, Tony? How would you see the game? Not not just the results, but how would you see it going? Do you think it'll be a? I'll give you I'll give you my take. I think Everton will, will play play to be hard to beat. I think we'll sit back and and, and try and get a draw. I don't listen. You'd be very hard to beat, you're, you, regardless of the position you're in. Yeah, listen, Sean Dice there sets you up as a unit not to yeah. get beat. Is uh, is obviously devoid of uh, strikers. Uh, and if he had the money, Sean Dykes, for strikers, I think he would be absolutely your best manager uh, for a long, long time. But go to the game, yes, you'll be hard to get round, you'll you'll set up. But the problem is, Brentford done that the other night. Mm. They set themselves up, every man behind the ball in that first half, and every now and again, just try and break out. But you've got to look at it this way. That's what you're expecting to do, get them breakouts. Well, we've got Varane and Martinez, who are absolutely will go in any side anywhere in the world. They are top class centre halves at the moment, and they're just killing it uh, when 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 they're on it. Uh, absolutely killing it, and I don't see you right springing a surprise on us where you get a couple of breakaways, and it's a poor way really uh, when you're fighting for your life to go to an away game uh, and try them tactics because if you get beat trying them tactics. All you'll be saying afterwards is, oh, we should have done this. Why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? Regrets, regrets, regrets. You can't have any regrets now. You have to go for it. Yes, if you do that, you'll leave yourselves open. But that's football. <clears throat> uh, you can't have, you can't lay, leave it out on the pitch and regret it afterwards by saying, oh, well, we was all defending. That's what the tactics were. We held on for a point and that. And if you don't hold on for a point, you get beat. 
then there's only one one place you're going and you are struggling to score goals because your strikers aren't there. That's how that's how I see it. But I'm going for a 3-0 win me tomorrow because I think United, uh, after the game against Brentford in midweek, uh, I think they got the confidence back after having a bit of a kick in at Newcastle and a few other uh, games we've played and the performances. I think Ten Hag's really got straight back into this into this uh, club and told him exactly a few home truths. So I think this we're on a little bit of a bounce here, I think, from the, the way I see it, the Brentford game. So you, I think you will struggle tomorrow, uh, and I'm, I'm confidently going for a 3-0 win, uh, but you expect that anyway from me. Right, fair enough. I'll, I'll go the other way. Um, I, I think Everton will get something tomorrow. I don't, I don't think Everton will win the game. I think for Everton to win the game, a lot of things have to go right. And that doesn't happen to us. We're not one of those clubs that things go right for. You know, it never it does happens. at Old Trafford, though. It does when you play Manchester United. So, you know, there's all, listen, a true Evertonian and a true Mancunian understands mm. that anything really can happen in this game. Yeah, yeah. Listen, yeah. Uh, like I said to you before, it only takes one overcommitment from either side, okay, yeah. for the game to change completely. Uh, and the thing is, I mentioned on our, on our channel the other day, Sean Dyche, he, he knows he knows the dark arts of football, and yeah, I, does, yeah. I, the only thing I worry about from a Manchester United point of view is is if you target Bruno and you target Anthony, they have got mm. a short fuse uh, to take Bruno out the game. You have to distract him by fouling him, and then he just goes on a tantrum with his arms waving and all that. So uh, it could the dark arts could come into it. And Sean Dykes knows how to do it. So that's my worry, where Anthony and Bruno could react if that physical side, which we expect from Everton, to come in and target players. I think we might. I think you're right in what you're saying about Sean Dykes and what he can do. And we've got we've got two good players in those areas. <clears throat> At left-back, we're playing Ben Godfrey, who's athletic, he's pacey, he's got recovery pace, and he likes a battle. And in the middle, we've got um, Amadou Onana, who was someone again who, who yes he he does the dark arts he stays down he goes down when he can and, and he has little off the balls and things so yeah they may play out that way the way you were saying there about not having regrets and maybe going to win games we haven't got the personnel to do it at United Tony we haven't the, 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 the reason our form has improved is because Dice knows the limitations and he sets us up to not do those things we've never once done that even playing Aston Villa and Leeds at home we never went cutthroat we had to state the same game plan every week I I think. Dice will play dark hearts, like you said. That's a great, great term. He will play for set pieces, and and if you watch again, a very limited winger in Dwight McNeil. If you get a chance just to watch him for a few minutes tomorrow, watch what he does. He tries to win corners. He will kick it at your right back for it to go out, and the, and the centre halves come up, and and it, it's it's ugly at times, but it's got us on what you said there. It's got us on a bit of a bounce. Well, he he was, he, he knows how to get the best. Out, yeah. out of it, out of players, uh, and he's using uh, what he sees, and the dark arts are part of it. And like you say, free kicks, everything else like that. That's yeah. what he's using, and I've seen a few times where he's used the free kicks, and that's how it helps. But it also helps Everton get further up the field as well. Uh, it's yeah. a tactic, and it's a great tactic. And like I say about Sean Dyche, if 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 he's a manager of Everton next year, and I expect him to be. He's got to be given 150 million pounds to improve that forward line, and then you can move away from certain things. But for now, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, mm. there's limitations, but the thing is, this is Old Trafford, this is Manchester United, and at the end of the day, really, should you be sort of calling this as 
we should get a point. We should get three points. At the end of the day, you're going to get beat, as far as I'm concerned, 3-0, right? So you should go for it. You've got, to me, you've nothing to lose in this game because you've got bigger games coming up. You've got Fulham next week, which is 100% a must-win for you, where you throw the kitchen sink at it. So at the end of the day, express yourselves at Old Trafford, try something new, go for it. Yeah, still stay tight and strong, but go for it as well. Do you know what I mean? You've nothing to lose. Stay in the same way every time, right? I don't think he's going to do you any good in the long run because I think the pressure will build and build and build. If you imagine if you we win one nil and we nick the goal ten minutes from the end, you're going to be ill. Mm, you're going to be yeah. more ill than being beat three nil, in my opinion, because like oh, it's Manchester United, it's at Old Trafford, but to be beat by defending and everything without going for it right at the death. That's a killer for any fan to, to suck up. Look, look, you're starting to get me up for it. You're starting to make no, that, that's eyes what little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking we're going to win 3 0 now. <laughs> no, but that, that, that's what you do as football fans. You, it's the enthusiasm. You look forward to it. You know, you yeah. don't get up for a game of football. It doesn't matter how good or bad you are. You don't get up thinking, oh, my team's going to. You don't go to a game to get beat. You go into a game, every game, we're going to win. And that's how it should be. And whatever it happens, happens. And then you can discuss it, uh, the rights and wrongs of what happened. But don't come away with regrets. That's that that that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, look, I I I, I think if Everton get a point, it's massive. That that bottom half of the league table is more congested than than the tube in Rush Hour. A point is massive. Well, it's it's, it's what's name? If you look at the bottom of that table, thank God it's congested. Thank God it is, because I'll tell you something now. The way I look at it, many other people down here look at it, right? You should already be in that bottom three, right? And a big gap appearing. You're so lucky that there's so many poor sides down there that you've got a fighting chance to avoid relegation. That you know, That's how I see it. There's so many poor teams there. Mm. You are very, very lucky not to be in dire straits as it is. So you've got that chance and you must take it. The table shows that from 12th to 11th is a big gap, and it shows there's eight really bad teams. You've given us your prediction, um, 3 0. I'm going to go 1 1. You've, you've given us your. You're smiling. You're smiling. You're smiling. Tony, I'll take a point. I'll, I'll yes, happily. Of course. I'm, I'm, it's the most Everton thing ever, but I'll take a point, trust me. Yes. Um, you've given us your prediction towards Everton. You think Everton are going to really struggle and probably go down. I'll flip that. I think Everton will be okay, but let's end on, on, on United. I'll give you my prediction first. I think you'll finish in the top four and I think you'll win the Europa League, but not the FA Cup. What's your prediction for the rest of the season for United? Listen, the most difficult one there is the FA Cup because we Mm. can all see Manchester City coming and up in the horizon, right? But Manchester United, the history of Manchester United throws up that many surprises. When you expect Manchester United to get beat, they just pull it out of the bag. I'm expecting the FA Cup uh, and I think the Europa just might be a step too far. Top four be okay, do you think? Top four's there because the the other sides below uh, aren't good enough to go on a run, and I think United will pull out uh, victories here and there uh, with the occasional draws. That's how I see it. Okay. Um, been really calm with time, Tony. Thank you so much. No for, um, problem, any time. Coming back on. I hope I'm, we're still in the league next season. So we Look can at you laughing today. now and everything. You hotel can't wait football. for the game. I'm, I'm looking forward to coming down to Hotel Football next, next season and see you there. That's okay. No, no, any time. 
do it pre-match, after match. We'll look after you. Don't we worry about that. Oh, top man. Any, any Man United fans who are watching on the um, the hashtag on YouTube and you're just discovering uh, Tony's part of it, a great Man United fan channel, Webby O'Neill. I'm looking forward to the instant match reaction tomorrow, Tony. They're quite legendary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, we give it, we give it. But uh, we try to be constructive. But what it is, we, we do it in the, in, in the manner of we are football fans. Uh, exactly, proper yeah. football fans, and that—that's the way to give it. So we enjoy, we love it, we love doing it. It's we do it because we're football fans, not for any other reason. I'm hoping I can watch it tomorrow, but I can't guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, it's been great to have you back on. Thanks, thank you so much for coming back on across Listen, the park podcast. No problem, anytime.